Facebook will go away at some point, maybe, right? Or it'll change or they'll close your account or Instagram. You know, the, the influencer stuff will change. But what will never change is the relationships that you build. So no matter what happens with the technology and with the, the media, the social media, they'll be there for you. You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast, the only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted, insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now, here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau. Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. In studio today, I've got joining me, Cloris Kylie. Now, I connected with her on social media and have been following her as she's been growing her business. And I've seen how she connects with people and just her authentic presence and the way that she's out to serve her audience. So, Cloris has a, uh, a marketing MBA and she helps a business owners build their authority to grow their lists and to boost their revenue by building long-term connections with influencers. She is a author and the, uh, the best-selling book, Beyond Influencer Marketing. She's been featured on national television, on top-ranked podcasts, as well as YouTube, including some of the number one podcasts for entrepreneurs, such as Entrepreneur on Fire. Plurus' uh, articles have been published on websites with millions and millions of followers, such as Tiny Buddha, Mind Body Green, and Addicted to Success. She's also a fellow podcaster. She hosts a podcast called Beyond Influencer Marketing Podcast, and she has interviewed best-selling authors and world-class entrepreneurs such as John Lee Dumas, Ryan Levesque, Chris Brogan, Bob Burke, Dory Clark, Neil Patel, and the three daughters of Wayne W. Dyer. So with that introduction, I'd like to welcome Cloris to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Well, Cloris, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. I've followed you for a long time on social media. We had that discussion at the very beginning that we've connected. You know, I've watched your business grow and your success grow and your connections grow and watched you uh, work to put your book together and get your book published. So welcome to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Well, thanks so much, Doug. It's such a pleasure to be here today. Well, it's so much fun talking to somebody else that's in, you know, kind of our my, my same space where we're doing online, you know, communications and, and just watching how gracious you've been and how articulate you are to detail when, when you connect with people. Well, I think the, we were talking about it offline and uh, it's so important to realize that we are in the business of building relationships, right? Regardless of what you do, even if you're not in, in online marketing, and it's only when you realize that that things start to happen, not just in your business, but in your life, because you um, you really learn from everyone you interact with if you really care and you, if you really listen and you start to feel a personal transformation, too. And I think what's interesting is I had somebody reach out to me that's a subscriber to my uh, my email list. And and she said, well, I can't believe that you took a call from me. I said, well, it's very simple. Most people that are online or on a list won't take any action. They're just looking for a, hey, how can I get a quick win? How can I get a shout out? How can I sell my stuff? And I said, so it's very easy to make that offer because most people won't take the offer and have the connection and make the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I get requests every day from people who they, they reach 
reach out to me because they know I have something they want. You know, they have an audience uh, or I have an audience they want to reach. And instead of taking the time to really get to know my work and to try to deliver value first, then they just either copy and paste some template they have. And sometimes they don't even add my name. They say, <laughs> uh, hello, comma. Uh, or something like that. They don't even take the time just to type my name. Uh, so of course, you know, nothing co- comes out of it because that's, you know, that's not the right way to start a relationship. It's always about how can I deliver value to this person in the best way possible right now? So a lot of it is, is about timing. Like for example, uh, Ryan Levesque, he's a author of Ask and the creator of the Ask method, which I, I use in my company. I, I teach my clients how to do it. Um, so he's been a mentor from afar. I joined his program, um, his mastermind, but, uh, you know, of course, uh, so many people there, thousands of people. So I knew I had an edge just because I had been in his program, but I still had to find that special time for me to reach out to him and have him be on my podcast, right? So I noticed that he released a new book called Choose. And that's when I, I said, okay, this is a time. So I reached out to him and said, Ryan, you know me, I'm in the in, in your group and so forth. And I would love to support your book. So love to have you on my show. And of course he said, yes. Oh yeah, I'll connect you with my assistant. Um, so it's just an example of, you know, you approach the person with a desire to deliver value. I guess I'm helping him grow his business because his book is required reading for all of my clients. Uh, so I continue to support him. And now uh, just having him on my show, it really elevates the show to a new level because he is a top influencer. Yeah. I mean, you, you've interviewed some really, uh, you know, some very um, significant guests on your uh, Beyond Influencer Marketing podcast as well. I mean, I'm looking at JLD and Chris Brogan and Neil Patel. I'm thinking, wow, I mean, who? those are the big names in the industry. Yeah. And it's, it's all about because... Um, you know, because of that, I took the time to deliver value first, like with Neil Patel, for example, um, he has an amazing blog. So if you haven't checked it out, I I remember that's one of the first blogs that I read when I was learning how to uh, really get my message out. So I would read every article and post a comment with my number one takeaway with, you know, whatever I thought that could deliver value to the readers. And Neil is really an advocate of, of comments on his blog. He actually replies to most of them. And uh, he started to know my name just because of that. You know, I would just post comments every time. So when I reached out to him and said, oh, I would love to have you on my show, it was a quick yes. And, you know, same story. I would you just share his message, uh, support him as much as I could. At that time, it was just posting comments. Uh, and that's how I had him on my show. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So you've given us two examples of, of two big names, Ryan Levesque and, and Neil Patel, and how you reached out to them. And neither one of them involved any advertising. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's sort of completely organic type of outreach, which I'm a proponent of, as well as to now that I have this relationship, right, with these people, I want to continue to support them. It's not like, oh, I got what I wanted, now I'm moving on. It's about having a group of, of people who re- you can really relate to their message and you want to stay in touch in the long term and support them as much as you can. 
Well, and that's absolutely true. Listeners, I've followed Cloris for a while on or for quite a while. And I even remember watching you post in Podcasters Paradise. And so, you know, I'm sure that you're going to continue those relationships, those people, because that's I've seen you do it online before. When you connect with people, you're respectful, you you respond to them. And it sounds like such common sense. And I'm just not sure why people would take a different approach. Well, you know what? I think it's, it's normal and it's, it's human to want to get fast results, right? We want the easy and the fast way to get whatever we want. So we become too impatient. And then we have the first thing we have in mind is, okay, how can I get what I want? And these are the people who can help me get what I want. So I'm just going to go and go for it, right? Uh, (laughs) And because of that, then even if you understand that it is a turnoff to do that, and you try to disguise it, the other person will see right through it. Like, for example, I got a, an email a, a few days ago from somebody who said, oh, I really love this a new show that you just released. He replied to one of my um, mailings that I sent out to my subscribers. Uh, and I said, well, I really appreciate that, you know, and, and then he emailed again. Oh, and, and by the way, I, I shared that on social media. I said, oh, well, that, that, that's wonderful. I, I, what, what did you like the most about it? And he didn't reply to that. So then I said, I don't know. I think in a couple of days, I'm going to get an ask. And I was <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> that email came right after. Oh, my company just posted this article and I feel that it would be great for you to have a link to it on your website. <laughs> so yes, yes, it happened. I, I saw it coming. Yeah, that's that's funny. I mean, I've got yeah. It's, it's funny how people are so short sighted. I mean, we're we're pretty smart human beings, and if there's no connection there, you can pretty much see it coming from a mile away. <laughs> yeah. So walk us through, you know, the the best way. Like, what are the best practices? Um, I mean, you this is your expertise, and there's probably things that you really like that people do, and things that you don't that you don't like. So walk us through best practices for our listeners that are are listening to you, going, okay, this is a different approach. I've been watching all these videos talking about buying ads and sponsor this and sponsor that. And you're saying build relationships. Yes, I would say it's, it's not like there's no place for having an Instagram star do a shout out uh, or to do advertising. I would say, you know, if it's something that you feel will help you reach your ideal audience, then go for it, right? But it's not smart really to rely 100% on it. You know, if there's Facebook will go away at some point maybe, right? Or it'll change or they'll close your account or Instagram. You know, the, the influencer stuff will change, but what will never change is the relationships that you build. So no matter what happens with the technology and with the, the media, the social media, they'll be there for you. So what I would say is something that, that people, people become overwhelmed for, I would say, two big reasons. The first one is that they feel like, oh my God, now I have to spend uh, six months building a relationship with this person. And how many hours of the day is that going to take? <laughs> and then when am I going to get results? And then what if I do all this work and then it doesn't work, right? Because that's, yeah, that's a fear. Yeah. So, so then sure. you kind of, you become overwhelmed. But I would say, don't, don't try to connect with a hundred people, right? Uh, just, just find a, a small group of people, definitely not, no more than 10 to start. Then you can expand to 20 maybe. Of people who you truly admire in your space, uh, if you don't know exactly who those people might be yet, who reach your ideal audience, then it's time to do the research, right? The research piece takes a little bit of time. 
But once you find those ideal people who you can, uh, can truly relate to, who reach your, your ideal audience, then it's time to then find what is the best way to deliver value. So something as simple as subscribing for their email updates will help. Because they will announce when they have a book coming out, when they have a new podcast, if they have a new course. Uh, if it's something that you feel could help you, join their course, you know, give a testimonial. And then you start to build that relationship pretty quickly. And I'm not saying that you have to do all this work before uh, you do something that could benefit your business. Because, for example, you could reach out to a podcaster who you have never met before to be a guest on their show or a producer from a TV show to, to be on that show, as long as the premises, this is the, the information that I know will be of value to your audience. See, it's not like this isn't the information that will help you promote me, but this is the information I know will help your audience and really go there with a the desire to help. That person will be grateful. And that's the start of a relationship. And guess what? It started by them uh, sharing your message with their audience. So th I think that's, you know, again, don't make the mistake. Don't become overwhelmed. Just focus on a, on a small group of people. And I would say the second mistake people make is, you know, they get that interview. They, you know, they, they take that first step and they get a yes. And they kind of, okay, well, that was nice. Let me try to find someone else uh, instead of uh, really nurturing that relationship or finding what else you can do in the long term to collaborate with that person, right? So even if you do like, even if you do the shout out on Instagram, just try to create a relationship with that person because there's more that you can do in the future. It's just like your clients, right? It's so much easier to get business from an existing client than from a person who has never worked with you. Same story with any relationship and influencers. If they know you already, if you've worked together, you've collaborated, there's more that you can do in the future. Yeah, I mean, that's funny. You bring up an interesting point, and that is that we're so busy finishing off our, you know, in your example, our first interview, our first podcast that we run off to the next one without without fully thanking the the guest to or the host rather that that put that podcast together. And you forget the value. I mean, the value isn't just on being on the podcast. The, the value is is taking that message and sharing that message to your audience because it's somebody else having a conversation about your business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's about that. It's like, what else can we do? Uh, for example, I had um, a guest on my show just yesterday. Uh, we recorded the interview. And then at the end, he said, well, you know, I, I would really love to uh, have you speak to my clients. I have a, a mastermind and I think your message would be fantastic uh, for them. So he immediately tried to find a way to reciprocate. And uh, then he said, okay, what else can I do for you? I'd like to stay in touch. He was so eager to help that, you know, I will never forget that person. Now I, I feel even more compelled to continue to support him and uh, to support his message. Sure. I mean, I'm certainly, I feel that way as well. I mean, I've, um, you know, I'm still fairly new in the podcasting space. So I'm, you know, working towards my 150th episode and there's, there's a handful of guests that I've had that I really connected deeply with. And, you know, so what do I do? Every time I see their stuff, I, su I support it, I share it, I comment it because there's that connection and it's, it's a relationship because it's reciprocal. That's not why I do it, but that's just what's happened because we've stayed connected. So it's, it's good for everybody. If you just build a relationship deeper than a transaction. 
Yeah, exactly. And again, you'll be uh, protected from any uh, changes in the industry and, and social media. You never know what's next. But again, you know, your relationships will stay uh, with you for the long term. Well, I was just in an event in Reading, Pennsylvania. Never been there. Had never planned to go there, but I went there because it was somebody that uh, I met when I was speaking at a conference that he was also speaking at. Connected with him, he said, "I'm putting on my first event." And people say, "Why would you go to Reading?" It's like, well, you know, I've become friends with him, and I want to support him. And it's his first event, and the first event's always a tough event. So the least I could do is hop on a plane, buy a ticket, and go and support him. And it was a great event. The other thing was there was a bunch of other people that have connected with on social that were there. So you're right. I mean, there's some stuff you can do that doesn't take a lot of effort. It's a business expense. It, we had a great time. We built some really deep connections, and it was just amazing. Yeah, it's true. Like now that you brought that up, I remember when I had my first live event, I was like so nervous. Like, oh my God, are people going to show up? It's going to be just me in this room. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I live in Connecticut, so uh, it wasn't hard for Connecticut, not the biggest uh, city in the world, really. And uh, I remember this woman I had met, I uh, had been on her show. Her name is Jody Flynn. She's also part of Podcasters Paradise. And, and Jody lives in Maine. Uh, so that's at least maybe six, seven hours away. And she said, I'll go. I'll go to your event. It's like, really? You're going to drive from Maine? She's like, yeah, yeah. I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, she did it. I never forgot that. And uh, after that, she wrote a beautiful testimonial. And we've been uh, good friends since then. You know, something I will never forget. So I want to, I know it's not something that you mentioned when we talked before we got on, you know, started recording because, you know, for our listeners, you know, I asked her, I asked my guests, you know, how can we emphasize their superpower and what they're doing? And one of the things Cloris didn't mention, she didn't say, I want to promote my book, which is cool, but I, I do want to talk about your book. So I want to ask you, you know, why you wrote the book? Well, I wrote it because I saw that gap that people just wanted to do transactions. They wanted to uh, do the quick shout out. And uh, they were not really seeing that the relationship part was missing in many, many cases. So then they would be frustrated. And also, of course, I, I had grown my own business thanks to my connections with influencers. I used to be one of those people who uh, would try to do it all on her own, right? Uh, made many mistakes early in my business, too many to count. <laughs> and uh, one of them was that. It's like, oh, I'll do it. I'll, I'll write blog posts every day and uh, somebody will find them, right? I'll publish. I published the first book. It was in personal development. I thought the book was so good that people would just find it, right? Um, I had an online radio show. It was solo episodes, um, just me analyzing personal development books. Again, I thought I could do it. And soon I realized that wasn't the case. I was regretting uh, moving away from the offline business that I had had for years, uh, taking that time to develop this new online business that wasn't working. I was overwhelmed just, just working you know, 14 hour days and not seeing really any results. I had a few people who were grateful and maybe I would say, you know, two or three people who really appreciated my message. Uh, maybe a dozen people reading my articles. That was it. And it was just so frustrating that I almost quit. But thank goodness I, I kept trying. And that's when the light bulb went on and said, you know, why don't I welcome guests to my show? I can actually interview people. Now, why don't I try to post my articles on other blogs? Why don't I try to connect with people who have the audience I, I want to reach? And 
that's when things really started to change. And it wasn't like it changed overnight because all of these realizations happened. As I did one thing, then another idea would pop up. It's like, oh, well, maybe I can do this now. Maybe I can be on this summit and maybe I can be on this podcast. Like all those things would start to come to me. And then in the end, when I saw like the big picture, it's like, oh my God, you know, without these people, I wouldn't be here today. And, uh, you know, it was just so inspired by that, that I definitely wanted to write the book. Well, that's really, that's really cool. I mean, it's a big feat to write a book. I mean, I, I remember listening to the statistics in the United States and, uh, and I can't remember exactly what they were, but it was something like 70 to 80% of the people want to write a book and like 4% will. So, well, congratulations on doing that. Well, thank you. And Do you have a story that you want to share? Is there a story that's really dear to your heart? Somebody that you've helped where you've seen it, a major transition or a success in their business? Well, there's one person who, uh, her name is, is Terry, and uh, Terry Nicholas. She is a financial advisor, and uh, she's one of those people who wanted to share her message out online. Uh, and she said, I spent uh, three years just trying to, not even, she, she wanted to figure it out, but she just couldn't. You know, she said, I... It's not like I even tried because it was too overwhelming. So I would do maybe read one article or take one course and I wouldn't do anything. But then she eventually took the plunge and reached out to me and we started to work together. So as we've built her uh, foundation and now we're ready to get her um, out there and and being um, in front of all of these audiences, then she feels like it's finally happening. You know, she is somebody who didn't have like any presence online. And now she has a complete marketing foundation. She is uh, pitching, uh, you know, getting out there with her, you know, her name out and being in front of the right audience, which for, you know, for her is, is women who want to have a, a stronger financial situation. So when I see her and she says, you know, I've, I've done with you in a couple of months what I waited three years to do. Uh, and thank you. You know, once people say that, it's just, it's just a, such a great feeling. When I get letters from people who have read my book, I remember I got a, one envelope and I, I shared that on social media uh, recently, like right after I published the book. And the envelope had my book in it. So I said, oh my God, somebody is just so upset at this book. <laughs> they hated it. They're sending it back to me. You know, that's what I thought. It's yeah. like, oh, they hated the book. But it really was uh, somebody who read the book and he wanted me to sign it for him. So uh, it had an, a, you know, a return envelope uh, prepaid with a nice note. I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great story. Yeah, I could just, um, that, that hasn't happened yet. So I'm just, uh, I'll, I'll be wary of that. And I hope when somebody mails me back my book, it, it's not telling me to use it for a doorstopper or to start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think the myths are around um, social and connecting? Because I mean, what you're talking about is real relationship and organic. Yes, that's right. And uh, I would say is it's easy also to think that you need to wait till you have a business of certain size or a list of, of another size to reach out to influencers. That that's the only way you can really collaborate with them and deliver value. Um, but the truth is that you're ready today to deliver value to influencers. We talked about the whole, you know, commenting on blogs. I've had people on my show who started to connect with influencers just that way, just by commenting on blogs, just posting a review of the person's uh, book on Amazon or a review of their show on iTunes. Those are great ways to to get connected. So I would say there's 
always a way you can deliver value to influencers starting today. So don't let that stop you um, because then it becomes kind of like an excuse. Oh, when I reach this level in my business, then I'll do it. And it's something that you just put off, but uh, you can take action today. So, you know, if, if you're listening, I encourage you to think about maybe one influencer, just one that you've always wanted to connect with. And I'm sure somebody you already know about. So what are they doing right now? What are they up to? Have you taken one of the their courses? Have you read one of their books? And what is the next step you're going to take? Are you going to create a testimonial for them or are you going to write a review and then do it? You know, it doesn't take long. And just taking that first step uh, will, will allow you to see that it's possible, right? So once we see that it's possible, then we go on to the next. So you don't let that myth stop you from taking action. I think that's a super important point. So, uh, listeners, um, you know, this reiterates saying, so we're saying, you know, start today and deliver value. And one of the things that you, you can't buy, at least ethically buy are reviews. And there's, there's nothing that's more important in terms of a currency than a comment on a blog, a book review, a podcast review. Those are huge things for everybody, regardless of how big they are in terms of the influencer. And that's, um, that's a currency that helps drive their business. So you're right. It adds value. It adds huge value to the people that you invest a few minutes and do that for. So that's a that's a great point. The other thing is, I often think that smaller businesses or, or or newer entrepreneurs have an advantage. I mean, I think once you get to a certain point, you're less likely to get local press coverage because you're a big company. Whereas the the local press, at least the ones that are closest to you in the smaller towns, are going to be more willing to to have a, a feel good story of a new entrepreneur or a new product than they are pick a big brand. You know, Procter and Gamble is not going to get any write ups in a local <laughs> newspaper, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, if they are, it's not going to be a favorable write up. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> so yeah, leverage the advantage. You know, leverage who you are, where you are, and just get started. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, what you just, what you said just brought up a memory. Like that's how I first got on TV, on local TV. It's because I was a local person who had, who was doing something different that would be of interest and value to their audience. So at the time, I didn't have any books published. I just had my little online radio show. And at the time it was a new thing, you know, nobody had online radio shows or podcasts. So when I said, oh, I have this radio show and this is one thing you can do from our small corner of the world and so forth. They were like, oh, that sounds fun. Uh, yeah, come to our show. And, and I became a repeat guest. Uh, like I think I had 14 appearances on that same show because, you know, I became, again, a, an advocate of the show and created a relationship with the producers. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That, that's amazing. Good for you. <laughs> So, you know, what advice would you give, uh, would you give people that, you know, that are currently getting, getting started? So you're saying, you know, start with where you are. Uh, you said, uh, pick a small group of influencers, maybe five to 10 at the most. Don't focus on too many people and just, just get started. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Well, something that you need to do also is to really be ready for when that relationship actually goes to that next level and they're ready to feature you and your message you know, it could be as a, a podcast guest or uh, your article, uh, whatever that is, because then uh, you need to be ready with a, a strong foundation. What I talked about before about my clients, it's like she didn't have any way to grow her list. 
She had no uh, lead magnets. She just had a basic website with her phone number. That was it. So are you ready with a, a list building system? Do you have a lead magnet that you can actually mention during the interview or part of your bio uh, in your article that people can go to and get as a value added after you share your message? Otherwise, then it's nice. You know, you say, oh, yeah, well, you can uh, go to X website to learn more about me. A few people will visit it. They'll say, oh, that's nice. They'll leave. Um, so you really want to come prepared to that presentation, whatever that is, with something of value that people can get in exchange for an email address so you can stay in touch with them. I think that's that's a big mistake people make to not be uh, really prepared for that moment. And then, you know, if they wait to the last minute, it's too late. It's like those people who go on Shark Tank and they have these crappy websites. So when the article <laughs> airs, <Yeah. laughs> when the, the show airs, then there's, you know, the crashes, they don't sell much. So that's, it's the same situation. That's funny. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I was, I was listening to, um, I was listening to a, a YouTube video this morning as I was working away here. And that's what someone was talking about was making sure that you're prepared and the, that your website is prepared because they said, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're speaking on a stage or meeting somebody, give your business card. In addition to going to your website, they're going to Google you. So make sure there's, there's a, like you said, a good foundation out there of, of stuff that you've done. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's important that you are able to track your efforts too. So what I'm saying that there's a, a pretty uh, easy to install a plugin on where, if you have a WordPress site, it's called Pretty Links. And uh, it's basically an ability for you to create customized links for your lead magnets when you go on somebody's show or your articles are published, whatever that is. So, for example, I created a special link for this show uh, just because I want to know, okay, how many people uh, visited my website and downloaded my lead magnet uh, when they heard my interview with Doug? Um, and why is that helpful? Well, first of all, you know whether the information that you shared uh, was really resonating with the audience, right? If you, feel, if you see that nobody went to check out your gift, the message wasn't good enough. Right. Yep. Uh, so it's important that you keep track of that so you can do more of what works and, of course, stop doing what doesn't work. <laughs> there you go. That's great advice. Yeah, I use Pretty Links. It's a great tool. There's a free tool and a paid version. I've got a paid version. I use it on all of our websites, all of our blogs as a way to create, like you said, to easily create custom uh, custom URLs. And I actually used it. I, I had written a um, an article that got published on an industry um, publication in the email space. And I actually used, I created a Pretty Link for that because I wanted to see how much traffic I was driving to their posts versus how much traffic they were driving there to get an example of their, you know, get an idea of what their visitors were compared to, you know, what the um, responsiveness was from my uh, social media as well. Hmm, that's very interesting. Love that. So what's one thing that you're super excited about in the next six to 12 months? Well, I'm excited about the relaunch of my group coaching program is 10 influencers in seven weeks. So it's a program I launched last year. But then, of course, I had an unfortunate accident happen and I had a, a big hiatus actually in my business. So now I'm, I'm back, uh, back on track, ready to relaunch the program to teach people how to really connect with those first 10 influencers so they build the momentum and grow their business and then continue to improve and my book. I'll probably uh, relaunch it too uh, this year. So excited about that and just continue to connect with people. I think... You know, it's important, I would say, in, in all businesses to focus. 
because I've been, people reach out to me with all kinds of projects and just the best solution for your business right now is this and that. And, you know, chatbots are the way to go and you should build this new funnel and uh, <laughs> this is a new program and here I have a giveaway and uh, do this. for it. So it's like, it's so much. Uh, if I said yes to all of that, I wouldn't be able to really uh, reach people in the way I want to reach them, you know, for the long term at a deeper level, I wouldn't be able to make a difference really. So, you know, it's important that you, you always give yourself time before you say yes. It's easy to say, oh, it sounds great. Oh, yes. And then, uh, because that, that's me, right? And then the day later, day after, I'm like, okay, that was a mistake. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how am I going to fit so, that into my schedule? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So always focus, focus, say, okay, I need a little bit of time. I'll get back to you tomorrow on that. And, you know, think about it and think if it's something that is aligned with, with the goals of your business. That's cool. Uh, yeah, good advice. I mean, there's so many distractions out there. And because I work in this space, I just, I see it every day. There's, there's a new something. There's somebody new in my inbox. Well, not somebody. There's normally a hundred new people in the inbox with a with a solution to what they think my problems are. And you're right. If I if I spent all day looking at all of those and going to every webinar, I wouldn't have any time to work or let alone sleep. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So you know, focus is key. And you know, of course, have your uh, content marketing platform. Focus on that one. Grow it. Then you can expand. Social media, same thing. Focus on one platform. Grow it. Expand. Programs, same thing program, make it work, get the testimonials, and then create new programs. Well, and something else you said earlier is you said, make sure that you're ready for the traffic. So make sure that you can collect their email. And so whether you're collecting their email or email and their their text or their SMS, or their phone number, mobile number. So that way you own that because as, as you mentioned, and I've mentioned in previous podcast episodes, um, there's no guarantee those platforms, the free platforms, the social media platforms are going to stay or, or the rules are going to be the way they are. But once you you know have that deep connection, that relationship and somebody's in your CRM, you've got their email and their phone number, it doesn't matter what happens to the platform you still have that relationship and a way to reach out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's about being prepared for the long term. That, that's what it's all about, Doug. So, you know, ripping off a Tim Ferriss question, what's the bad advice that you hear? So you're out at a cocktail party, you're out at an event, and you're overhearing somebody in, in, in the room talk about influencer marketing. What's the bad advice that you just hear and just kind of cringe? Well, the advice is that, you know, go in and send a mass email to all of these influencers, right? Uh, I like, oh, I have this software. I hear a lot about these uh, LinkedIn apps or software that you can actually send mass emails to your connections. I don't know if there's, they are still allowed, but I said, okay, that's not right. Like, and even now, actually, they are allowed because just I think it was a couple of days ago, I got a, a message from somebody who said, you know, when you have the merch tag with the first name, yep. uh, well, that's what the email said, you know, merch tag, first name. <laughs> I was just wondering. That's hilarious. If, yeah. So I said, oh my God. <laughs> um, so that's a common advice. Oh, no, you should just automate that thing. You know, you don't want to be sending out emails to everybody. Just just get this app or send a mass emails to all the influencers, to all the podcasters. That's definitely a horrible advice. You know, we, you won't get anywhere like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And we, we've done not mailings like that in, in LinkedIn, but I definitely have gone out to a small group, but it's been one-on-one. -on -one. So go to their profile, right? <laughs> you know, cut and paste, type type in the message. I'm going to be in this area and connect. And, and it's been very responsive, but it hasn't been, you know, it's not hundreds or thousands of people we're connecting with. It's a handful. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what it's all about. It's, it's about really knowing what you're doing rather than just seeing people as these uh, list of names and then, uh, you know, sending out stuff to them. It's the same with your subscribers. You know, they are people. It's like you go, you know, every week or as often as you email them, it's like you go into this big room, they're all there and you're talking to them, right? So it's not just a bunch of names and email addresses and phone numbers. It's a people, you know, so you're communicating with people. Yeah. Yeah, I think we forget that. I mean, they're, they're people. They might have different businesses, bigger businesses. They might be taller, shorter. They might have more money, whatever. They're, they're still people. Yeah, exactly. So if you keep that in mind, when you write your emails out, whether they are influencers or not, when you reach out to people on social media, then you will see the difference. You will see the difference. I, I guarantee it. So, you know, I know that you'd listen to my podcast episodes. I'm going to ask you the tough question, then I'll ask you the fun question. So the tough question is, who's one guest I absolutely have to have on my podcast? Well, you should definitely have Bob Berg on your show. <laughs> and I, I'm biased. You know, Bob was on my show. He's one of my favorite guests. He's the author of The Go-Giver. And um, I'm a, a strong proponent of, of his message, which is about giving value first. Yep. So that's another required reading for my clients. And Bob is just a fantastic person. So uh, definitely have him on your, on your show. Well, excellent. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the recommendation. And now the fun stuff. Where can people connect and learn more about you? Well, they can go. Actually, you can go to coreskali.com forward slash real marketing. That's the link I created just for you, Doug. So people can get my guide with 15 ways to get noticed by influencers. Of course, my main website is cloriskali.com. But if you go to slash real marketing, then you'll get that guide. There you go. We'll make sure we share that on the links. Any, uh, any closing thoughts before we wrap up for today? Well, all I can say is don't let that thought that X or Y has to happen before you take action stop you. Just ask yourself, okay, why does X or Y need to happen? Like, what is it that, that is going to change? And then you'll realize that maybe it's just a crutch. Maybe you just need to take action today then. And as I said, you know, you're ready to deliver value now. Remember, this takes time. So to create relationships, you got to you know, be willing to put in the effort, to put in the love that goes in it. Uh, so go today. Just go. That influencer you want to connect with, just do something for them to deliver value to them. And you, you'll see. Excellent advice. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking time and being so generous and sharing with our audience today. Thank you, Doug. A pleasure to be here. So there you go, listeners. I'm going to strongly suggest that um, after you finish listening to this podcast, that you pick up your phone and you grab uh, the name of an influencer that you want to connect with and send them a compliment, share a post that they've done, uh, give them a comment on their blog or a shout out, maybe leave a comment on their on Amazon for their book or on their podcast and just start today. You could have this done by the in the next five minutes and you'll be on your way to starting to build relationships by giving first. So uh, thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sure you've got lots of uh, questions. I'll make sure that the show notes are transcribed. And when it's published, you'll be able to uh, see all the details the, and the conversation that I had with Cloris today, as well as a link to her generous offer. And I'll make sure there's a link in there for her book, Beyond Influencer Marketing. She's also a podcaster. So if you like the message that uh, that she shared with us today, make sure you connect with her and tune in to the Beyond 
Influencer Marketing Podcast. So thanks again for tuning in. We look forward to serving you on your next episode. That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting dougmorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's dougmorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.